Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Been There, Read That podcast. I'm your host, Nathan Batty, and this program is brought to you by ChristianResearcher.com. I want to start off by saying Happy New Year to everybody. It's hard to believe it's 2020. We're at the beginning of a new year. i got a lot of exciting things going to be happening this year in my life. I'm sure you have the same in yours. This is kind of a refreshing time of the year where everybody gets to sit back and kind of look back on the successes of last year of 2019, kind of build off of that, and then make plans for the future. You know, the first month of the year is one of the few times in the year that people generally make plans and set goals. This is time of great aspirations, and then at the end of the year when we're looking back, maybe we did or maybe we didn't meet some of those goals. Maybe it's kind of like aim high, and if you don't quite get there, that's okay. You'll get higher than you would have if you hadn't planned on going high at all. Whatever the case is. I'm sure a lot of you in my listening audience have made some goals this year, and I want to talk to you about some reading goals. Before we do that, I want to share with you a couple stories. Um, Over the past year, I've had random people coming up to me and telling me that they have been listening to the podcast, and that's always quite flattering. I'm, I'm shocked that people listen to some of what I put out there, but anyway, I appreciate you being part of our listening audience. Um, It surprises me when uh, I find out that young people are listening to this, and I I appreciate some of the feedback that you've given me. Uh, Another thing I want to share with you, I've talked to some young guys in particular, and one comes to mind. I was talking to Brother Eric Reiser at the Preacher Study this year, and he's talking about his development of liking to read. And I enjoy standing around and talking to guys who enjoy reading. And one of the things he posted on Facebook this year was a a list of books that he read over the previous year. And he said that he hadn't previously, in 2018 and before, he hadn't read much, and he wanted to change that. And he he listed a good list of books that he accomplished in 2019. I was quite impressed with this list. That's always encouraging. It's exciting to see people learning to love reading and learning things that excite them and cause them to grow, especially when we're talking about in a religious setting, in a Bible-based setting, where people are getting excited about learning more in God's Word. God's Word is so awesome. It's incredible and beautiful. It's so deep, and the further you dig down, the more you realize it's there. Uh, A book that I read last year with some guys, guys felt like they were kind of overwhelmed as we went through. I was talking to my uncle, Doug Edwards, and he said, you know, he says it's good to feel overwhelmed sometimes. It's not good to stay there, but it's good to have those moments that shows you how much more you need to learn. It really pushes you and motivates you. And I hope for your benefit that you've had experiences like that over the past year. If you haven't had those in your past studies, I hope that you have experiences like that in the coming year. And I'll talk to you about some goals that will help you reach that and attain that. I'm talking very general terms starting out, and I want you to make it a goal to read through the Bible this year. And most of the people that I talk to 
about reading in general, I ask, have you ever read the Bible through? And they admit, no, they haven't. And it's not because they have intentionally avoided it. A lot of times they got discouraged as they were reading along. They got somewhere about halfway through Leviticus or halfway through Numbers, and they started giving up. They're wondering, what's this mean? What's this got to do with anything? We'll talk about some of that in just a minute. But make it a goal to get through the Bible this year. If you've never, ever read through the whole Bible, I ask you, have you read through the New Testament? If you haven't read through the New Testament, get through the New Testament this year a couple times. If you've never read through the Bible, make that a goal. And here's a suggestion, both for books and the Bible in particular, get a reading partner. If that's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your husband, your wife, your best friend, your dad, a church leader, a sister from church, there's a lot of people out there who would be willing to read with you, and there's even more people out there who need someone to read with them. So be an encouragement, a catalyst have an accountability partner, make some goals, sit down, meet the goals, get through the Bible. It'll be the best thing that you do this year. In conjunction with reading through the Bible, I want to challenge you to become more of a reader in general. My wife the other day, she told me she was her goal was to read 25 books this year. I see people, they, they make a list, I want to make, read 100 books this year. And I don't so much count the quantity of books. You might go with page count. Um, there's there's different things. When a guy says that he read 100 books and then I look at his book list and it's all fiction, it's light fluffy stuff, I think, yeah, anybody can get through 100 books of that. But when you're talking about religious books, your best books are going to be thought-provoking works that challenge you and you have to sit there. You can't just blow through it all in one setting. You have to take it in pieces to where you can chew it over, uh, meditate upon it, and take it into yourself and discern whether it's true or not, even at times. And so when we're talking about reading religious books, I'm not challenging you to make massive goals this year, but I think a a good number, I'm not crazy about numbers, but if we're going to throw out a number, my challenge would be 12 books, one book a month. If you read 12 books this year, you might could read twice that many, maybe three times that many, I don't know. But if you read 12, that would generally be more than what the average person read last year. And with that in mind, with the 12-book challenge in mind, I want to give you some suggestions, 12 suggestions of areas to read within so that you have a well-balanced diet of the Word of God. One of the things I want to do on this program and in my personal teaching, in my preaching, in my conversations with people, is try to develop an interest amongst our brethren in being whole Bible students. I'm not just interested about what is the plan of salvation. I'm not just interested in what is in the Gospel of Matthew or what's in the book of Romans or even the book of Revelation. I want people to think about the Bible as a whole. We realize God is the author of this book. That means that everything that he wrote within the Bible is important. And if we are going to be faithful to God... We need to listen to everything that God says, for it was all placed there on purpose. So, with that mindset of a whole Bible student, here are 12 book reading challenges. I'm going to give you some individual title suggestions as we go along to help you. First of all, I'd encourage you to start off, and not all these are in sequential order. In other words, read this one first, and then second, read this one, read third, this one. But I think this first one is primary. This is where you need to start. I would start with a general introduction to the Bible, the whole Bible, 
uh, survey of the Bible, big picture view. Uh, my suggestion would be uh, Introduction to Biblical Studies by James E. Smith. That gives you a little bit of canonistic concept, and it also gives you a survey of the contents of the whole Bible. Outstanding book. I've read that a couple of times. need to read it a couple more times in the future. Uh, if, if you've read a whole Bible introduction survey, maybe read an Old Testament survey. One that I've found very, very helpful is what the Old Testament authors really cared about. Uh, edited by Jason DeRucci. That's uh, put out by uh, Kriegel Academic, I believe. Um, we have a couple copies of that left in our bookstore, but we try to carry and stock both these books, Introduction to Biblical Studies and What the Old Testament Authors Cared About at ChristianResearcher.com, and we try to get you the best prices available on the internet for those as well. The second one that I have on my list, this isn't, again, necessarily sequential, but at some point this year you need to read one of these. It's what I would entitle a book of intrigue. Maybe you have books of the Bible that you think, when you do your yearly reading, that's just really interesting. I'd like to come and I'd like to spend some time here. I feel like there's things I'm not getting. I'd like to investigate these situations more often. For me, in particular, that's been the books of Joshua and Judges. Fascinating reading there. Even first, first and Second Samuel there, and in the Kings, and sometimes even in Chronicles. Really interesting narrative material that I would do myself a favor if I went and spent more time there than I have in the past. Pick you out a book of intrigue, uh, maybe the book of Revelation, um, whatever it might be, and study that book in particular this year. My book of interest that intrigues me is the book of Deuteronomy. I'm going to try to tackle that this year, and you think, why on earth, Nathan, are you interested in reading the book of Deuteronomy? Well, the book of Deuteronomy is quoted more by the prophets and by Jesus himself than any other book of the Bible. It is foundational for all the prophetic writing and even much of the New Testament writing as well. It plays such an important key role in the Bible development, intertextuality, progressive revelation, New Testament use of the Old Testament, that I need to spend some time there to give myself a better understanding of the book as a whole, to be that whole Bible student. Third type of book that you need to read is what I would call a boring book. The Boring Book Challenge. And what I mean by boring is there are books of the Bible that you struggle with reading through. That's why people don't get through their reading year. Their, you know, read through the Bible in a year. They get to the book of Numbers, for instance, or the book of Leviticus, and they think, oh, this is so boring. Why, why is this in the Bible? Why do I have to read this? What you'll find out if you will tackle a boring book, what you consider right now to be a boring book, you'll discover it is not a boring book. It's actually quite fascinating, and it holds an intricate part to the Word of God. I'll give you an illustration. Going through a study, just wrapping it up on the book of Leviticus. And I think guys that started out in that study were kind of dreading it, thinking, why are we having to study Leviticus? But to a man, they've all admitted that it's been very interesting and fascinating. They've learned things that they didn't realize they were going to learn, and it has opened up, unlocked the book for them. Fourth type of book that you need to read is a favorite book. For whatever reason, Matthew is one of my favorite books in the Bible. And every year I find myself picking up a new book that discusses some aspect or the book of Matthew as a whole. And what I discover is no matter how much I study Matthew and as much as I love it, I always learn more about Matthew and I learn to love it more. You need to have those three types, books of intrigue, books that bore you, and books that excite you, 
or your favorite books, read in those three areas every year, and that will help you over time to become more of an overall big picture whole Bible student. Uh, number five, choose a gospel. I call this the gospel challenge. Uh, last year, probably the best book that I read, I think I put this as my number one book on my recommended reading from last year, was According to Luke by David Gooding. It was a narrative approach to the Gospel of Luke. Really fascinating. It takes the whole structure of Luke into consideration, breaks the book into its proper component parts, and then shows how all the material within each component relates to each other in a narrative, enjoyable reading format. It was fantastic. It really helped open up the book of Luke, to, the Gospel of Luke, to me. So beneficial. I love Matthew. I love Luke. Uh, something I want to focus on this year is reading in the Gospel of Mark. It's the one of the four Gospels that I've spent the least amount of time in. And so I need to intentionally focus in the Gospel of Matthew. But whatever you do this year, take some time and read a volume on a particular Gospel. Number six, I would encourage you to pick up a book that challenges you to think critically about the Bible and to develop mental discipline. This is what I would call the mental discipline challenge. One book that I read every year is called Love God with All Your Mind by J.P. Moreland. Love Your God with All Your Mind by J.P. Moreland. What it's doing is saying, look, you need to think critically about the Bible like you think about your job. You need to learn to work at the scriptures and learn to enjoy your work. You need to drive yourself, motivate yourself to do what's necessary to learn more about God because there's no greater endeavor than learning about God's Word. It does take substantial mental and spiritual discipline to do the work necessary to allow God's Word to grow in your life. Seventh area of reading that I encourage you to do is read something along the lines of evangelism. I'll give you two suggestions. Maybe you've read one of these before. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you had not even heard of them. One good suggestion is the book. It's a classic called House to House by Ivan Stewart. This shows not only how to conduct a Bible study, but how to teach others how to conduct Bible studies and how to uh, do personal work on both an individual and a congregational level. Great material there, great insights. If you've never had a home Bible study with people, that's something you need to remedy this year, and that will help you get, get geared up for that. A second book in a different aspect of evangelism, I would classify this under evangelism, is a book called Tactics by Greg Kukul or Kokel. I'm not exactly sure how you say his last name. But that book addresses how to engage people in conversation in a non-offensive manner, but trying to put a little stone or a little pebble in their shoe, as he describes it. It has a lot of really good practical information for how to have discussions and how to answer opponents uh, to the gospel of truth. An eighth area of reading that both men and women need to engage in is reading in the area of leadership. And I'll, I'll break this down in two different areas. When I'm talking about leadership for men, there's two books I would recommend. If you haven't read these, it's a good place to start. Uh, number one is The Preacher and His Work by Jack Meyer Sr. I read this about every year, and the title is a little bit deceptive, The Preacher and His Work. This is actually a book that's good for all leaders and has so many practical, wise instructions from an older gentleman about the work of an evangelist, the work of church leaders in general, how to lead, things to get prepared for, how to go about doing your work. Great book. A second one is Church Leadership and Organization by Flavel Yakely. You're going to have discussion of the overall general structure of the church 
and leadership within each of the roles. Great material in church leadership there. For women, I would encourage you to read a book called Equal Yet Different by Alexander Strzok. It's talking about the role differences between men and women and how a woman is blessed by God with her role and how she can function properly within that role for the glory of God. She has a critical role in leading in her family and leading other people to the, to the gospel. Uh, being a woman does not exclude you from evangelism. You need to think about how God has instructed you to lead in evangelism within your home and within the community. Number nine, area number nine that you need to read in is what I would call read a classic book. By that, I mean something from a restoration background, something like The Gospel Plan of Salvation. That's a book that a lot of people own never, and they've never even read. Uh, another suggestion would be Gospel Preacher by Benjamin Franklin. That's a two-volume set. You can read both volumes this year. You could read one this year and one next year. Another one would be McGarvey's Sermons. Those are just classic Church of Christ restoration type of basic doctrinal principles that you need to have in your life. You need to have some yearly reading along those lines. Pick out a good one, a classic work, and get going. The tenth area would be what I call hermeneutics, or study and teaching type of material. I'll give you a few different area directions that you could go in this. Uh, hermeneutics is the study of Bible interpretation. So when we're talking about hermeneutics and teaching, I'm talking about both how to study the Bible and how to teach the Bible. We need some reading in both areas. Some suggested books about hermeneutics for beginners would be D.R. Dungan's book called Hermeneutics. Uh, there is Clinton Lockhart's book called Principles of Interpretation. For an advanced reader, I would recommend How Implication Binds and Silence Forbids by G.F. Bills, if you can find that. And then uh, fourth, this is for a rather quite advanced student, the Handbook of the New Testament, Use of the Old Testament by G.K. Beale. That's a really good book, not a light read, but well worth the time spent therein. As far as how to study and how to teach, I would recommend a study guide to a Greater Bible Knowledge by Wayne Jackson, or read David Jackman's book, Why Expository Preaching. By the way, as a heads up, next week, Lord will, in this program, we're going to have a a podcast episode dedicated to discussing David Jackman's book, Why Expository Preaching. That's a great, great read. Read it a couple times last year. The 11th area of reading. Read a book in this area that is wisdom literature. The reason I classify it as wisdom literature and why I think that's an important area, a lot of people, times people say, I want to read a book about counseling. Well, a lot of counseling is dealing with the concept of applied wisdom. And when you're talking about the book of Proverbs, Proverbs gives so much counsel about parenting, about everyday decisions, about uh, peer pressure, about uh, you know foolishness versus wisdom. You think about the book of Ecclesiastes, which is included under the umbrella of wisdom literature, how to live your life so that you're prepared for death, because it's coming for everybody. A couple of books that I would recommend to address some. Uh, one, a general introduction to the book of Proverbs would be James E. Smith's commentary on the book of Proverbs. I think that's a very good read. In fact, if, if you want to read on anything in the Old Testament, it's, it's hard to go wrong with picking up a copy of any of James E. Smith's book on any particular book of the Old Testament. Uh, another book that would be helpful in the wisdom literature, I've recommended this to a ton of people, and I haven't found anyone yet that did not like the book. It's called Living Life Backwards by David Gibson. It's a discussion of the book of Ecclesi Ecclesiastes. Uh, another book on Proverbs would be David Hubbard's Commentary. I think that's part of the Communicator Commentary series, or Derek Kidner's commentary on Proverbs. 
Those four books on the Proverbs would be really good. If you want something that's quite academic and advanced, challenging, I'd recommend Finding Favor in the Sight of God by Richard P. Belcher Jr., which is an introduction to the theology of Proverbs, uh, Job, and Ecclesiastes, I believe. The twelfth and the final area, I've saved my personal favorite for last, I love reading books like this every year, is a biblical theology. Now, earlier in the, in the episode, I talked about being a whole Bible student. And biblical theology is the field of study that drives towards a whole Bible approach. A couple of suggestions in this field. You've never read one before. One of the best to start off with is The Unfolding Mystery by Edmund Clowney. It shows how the theme of redemption begins in the beginning of the Bible and stretches throughout and culminates in Christ. It's a really wonderful read with a lot of kind of wow and aha moments. Uh, One that I'm going to read this year, I've been wanting to read this for a while because it's referenced everywhere, it's held in very high regard, is Stephen Dempster's book, Dominion and Dynasty. This is a survey of the Old Testament. It teaches the Tanakh arrangement of the Old Testament, shows the flow and the structure of the Old Testament as a whole. That's Dominion and Dynasty by Stephen Dempster. Um, There's a little series put out by Crossway Publishing called Short Studies in Biblical Theology. And they're coming out with several different volumes. They're all written by different authors. But they cover some really interesting fields and give you an introduction to this area of biblical theology. And these, as it says, they're short studies. They're not really big books. They're like six-by-four size books that have quite a bit of meat on them for the small package that contains them. But they can cover areas such as covenants. They have another one on kingdom, the kingdom of God. One on the Lord's Supper, which uh, Brother Clint France has read, and he references that in his book that he wrote on the, the cup here recently. They have a biblical theology in that series of work, one on marriage, and one on redemptive reversals. That's a great place. To, all those are very well done and well researched, and again, helping build that big picture, whole Bible student type of a mindset. I think they'll be very helpful and provocative in your studies and helping you grow as an individual. If you would take these 12 different areas and read one book within these 12 categories, one per month, at the end of the year, I guarantee you, you would feel very accomplished and better off than you were at this time last year. You won't regret. There's a lot of things that you may regret in life, but you're not going to regret developing yourself spiritually for the Lord's glory and honor and for the benefit of the church. I hope that you'll take these suggestions. A lot of these ones, these different books can be found in our bookstore at christianresearcher.com. If you have a particular area of study that we introduce that you think, ah, oh, that sounds good, I'd like to read something in there, what's a good suggestion? Just email us at christianresearcher at gmail.com or text me or call me. I'd be happy to, to discuss books. I love always talking books, and I can help point you in the direction of some individual titles. Thanks so much for tuning in. Looking forward to having you on board for another year in this podcast. Hard hard to believe we've almost been doing this for a year. Thanks for your continued listening and support, sharing this with other people. If you haven't subscribed, please do so today and share the podcast with anybody and everybody. Take care, God bless, and Happy New Year. ever almighty to save our God.
Almighty, He's ever Almighty always. Our God is ever Almighty, He's ever Almighty.